You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors' sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. First time in a long time, but back like I never left. Taking these days as it comes, you know me, I don't read ahead. Watch me burn down everything, BBE on the TV set. When I'm in control on the road, you can never really know what's up next. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Brayden Harrington here with Davey Portman for Up Next, postwrestling.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever podcast app you're listening to us in right now. And of course, twitch.tv slash Up Next Podcast. Hello, Twitch Room. Yes, we are Up Next. We are Brayden and Davey Experience, the BDE, Mm -hmm. Brayden Davey Estate 2, the tower, the waterfront, whatever you want to call us. We are your NXT friends. 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 And tonight, friends, we are in your house. Get the door. It's the BD. It is. Yeah. It's a whole year since our first takeover, empty arena, COVID era. Oh, yeah. And uh, we're back. They did it again this year. COVID? What's that? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, They decided to bring it back this year. And uh, biggest crowd they've had so far since returning for NXT. Yeah, this is like in the CWC though. Mm. So this is like a different. They had fans in apparently what like three hundred. I don't know how many people they fit into this arena though. Uh, but if you are following us on the socials, which obviously you guys should be at Up Next Podcast, Twitter, Instagram, and you should be in the Up Next Podcast Facebook group, the Elite Facebook group. Uh, we have Darren, who is one of our like longtime listeners and supporters. He went to Mania. He gave us updates on the thunderstorms then, and yep. and. and he gave us updates on the thunderstorms today because he said that in order to go to this event, you could get tickets. Apparently, it was free, but you had to wait at full sale. Yeah. So he's messaging us this and I'm like, Darren, can you can you please be safe that you had to wait in the car park at full sale uh, and then they were going <laughs> to shuttle you over to the CWC? Yeah. This sounds very dangerous. That sounds terrible. So then they he got he got transferred and then he they go to the CWC and then they, they let people in. Uh 
that he said that you just had to wear your mask. Yes. Inside, because uh, there's lots of people. But yeah, he's in the, the parking lot. And sure enough, shit happens at the full sale parking lot. And there's a thunderstorm. Yeah. Before, so. Oh, man, that... Full sale parking lot is still it's the dangerous. most dangerous it's spot. Imagine so that you're like, ah, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to a wrestling show again. I feel like I'm safe enough. Oh, I have to wear my mask inside. Okay, I can do that if I'm going to a wrestling show. Sure. Okay, how do I get to the CWC? Where is that in Orlando Winter Garden? Uh, where is that? Oh, it it says here I have to meet them in the in the full sale parking lot. Well, that just doesn't sound. That sounds, that sounds sketchy dangerous. as fuck. Yes. Like, if, don't ever. First of all, never uh, meet anyone in parking lots. At like nighttime, but this must have been during the day. And the full sale parking lot, Florida parking lots in general are scary. Maybe that's uh, why the tickets were free. It was like Hunger Games style, like the whoever survives gets the tickets for free. Okay, whoever survives the full sale parking lot. Yeah, that can could go be and it. watch Takeover. Well, he survived, and he went to Takeover in your mm. house, and uh, well, we were all in your house because we all uh, watched it here today. But uh, we we did a watch along on Twitch today. We did, yeah, and hopefully, uh, I just while we're on the topic of Darren, hopefully we can hear from him later because we are going to be taking calls. So if you are in the Twitch room right now. Uh, if you joined us for the watch along earlier, uh, please call in. Uh, we've put the Zoom link on the Facebook page and on the post wrestling uh, forum. forum. So we'd love to hear from you. We'll be taking your feedback at the end of the show. Yeah, we'll be running down the entire uh, In Your House Takeover Sunday night pay per view that started at eight. They moved it an hour mm. back to the normal wrestling yeah. pay per view time, which, which, whatever. I, we got used to the 7 p.m., but the world's opening back up, so they. They go, fuck it. I needed that extra hour today. You needed Uh, it today? I I was glad. You went back to work because, yeah, yeah, I mean, Toronto opened up this weekend. So that means you you finally, like, were working on the patios again. Yes. And and serving and and bartending and and making in those patio dollars. Mm. How was it? It's been good. It's been very busy. Uh, I did my first clopen, which if you're not familiar with, it's a close open. Yeah, sounds pretty. Finished at 3.30 this morning. At, uh, at the same bar and yeah. then had to be at work at 10 today. So I got to sleep around 4.30 and then I'm up at 8. Um, but yeah, it's it's the life I chose. Um, Braun, Braun Strowman right now is laughing. I know. <laughs> uh, but it's good to be back. I'm happy. And uh, yeah, and I had to pep myself up for takeover tonight. It's true. You needed uh, so that, that extra hour. Yeah. Definitely helped me. That R&R you needed I for did, yeah. takeover. I did, yeah. I had a little nap. And, did you? Did you get yeah. a little nap here? had a little nap That's and then right. a bit of, bit of a workout to get, get the energy going right. for takeover. And then then we had it. it yeah. Happened. And then we, we had it. Well, you can hear us talk about NXT every Tuesday night. We go live after NXT airs and then we record this show up next every Tuesday night. Uh, we also cover... AEW Dynamite for those. We do BD Elite. Uh, it's kind of been all over the place because of the Friday night, Saturday night thing. So those used to come every Wednesday night. But going forward, it'll be a little messy with their mm. schedule. But follow all the stuff again for all the, the shows. Because if you're, you're new to listening to us, we have so many free shows on this very feed. But Patreon.com is what we're supported by. All our patrons and only five bucks a month for all the shows. We just did a takeover. Sorry, not takeover. An in-your-house throwback reviews from the six, a show we do where we talked about 1996 mind games. And the NXT graphics people today did this whole thing of in-your-house retro posters with... 
the the one today, and they did this awesome one with the show we covered, which was Shawn Michaels' Mankind, mm. and it's Raquel and Ember, but like it's the the oh, look. I it was seen. This. Yeah, some of them. Where were, is this? Uh, I I thought I saw it on their their Facebook or Twitter or something okay. like that. WWE or NXT graphics, but uh, ta- we did an in your house thing, so we were in all in the in your house. Mood. We were getting in the mood, yeah. yeah. But uh, we do so many podcasts, but NXT is our our bread and butter, and we're here because it's takeover season, and we're going to talk about takeover in your house from 2021 which uh, started off with naomi fox yeah everyone's favorite recording artist naomi fox i don't know who this is you don't know naomi fox no i'm usually up on my uh my my music knowledge but i was a little i was a little confused tell me please missing out what's your favorite naomi fox song uh in your house (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah naomi fox who they who it starts off the show here does this song that's I, I'm assuming called "In Your House" because it's like the chorus of it is just her saying "In Your House," uh, but it's kind of like a '90s throwback vibe R&B song. Yeah, yeah, they don't make songs like R&B songs from the '90s anymore. No, they they don't. But no. if they sound like this, maybe that's a good <laughs> no. I love me some '90s R&B and '2000s R&B, but this was a weird thing. Uh, we mentioned that there was like thunderstorms and stuff earlier. There was a pre-show, but there wasn't any dark matches on this show. I know they may or may not have filmed something, but they didn't air any dark matches. They did air some interviews setting up for some of the matches here tonight, including a sit down with MSK and Bronson Reed, and then a sit down with Legado del Fantasma. Um, and this great commercial for NXT being on TikTok. Did you see this? I didn't, no. It's like all these clips of like what's going on. It cuts to, it's someone following and it's Cameron Grimes backstage counting his money. And he's like, ah, I'm Cameron Grimes, mm. kiss my grits, all that. Cuts to different people. It cuts to William Regal who's like, what are you doing here? Get to the ring. And then the camera moves and stuff. And then it cuts to, it ends with NXT is now on TikTok. And then it pans up and it's Karrion Cross who just goes... TikTok. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so follow NXT on TikTok, I guess. Have you downloaded TikTok? No, I haven't. I'm just the guy. I use Instagram. Yeah, and, I watch it And everyone Instagram. just takes it and puts it on there. I'm yeah. not. I'm still not sure what it is, but uh, I'm, I'm, I need to make one. You're at that age now. I'm at that yeah, age where I gave up. Age. You get yeah. to that age where you're like, sounds cool, but I'm happy with my space, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, I like music. I like funny things. I should get into it. There's, there seems to be some cool things on it from what I've seen. I just like, is there like a beginner's guide to do it? Because I, I think you just got to dive in. Because like, I, I, li- I like hot, I always like new music and stuff, especially now that we're beach bums, you know, mm. that we go to the beach all the time. We got to put on like the hot music, the summer tunes, the white boy summer anthems, oh, yeah. you know, and TikTok is a good way to find like these hot songs. Every song, they, they go viral, as the kids say. So I don't know, maybe I'll join it and follow NXT. Yeah, do it. Yeah. That should be the only account you follow. Just NXT. Just NXT? Just use it for that. I'll make one. At the Brady. At the Brady. <laughs> I don't even know if you at on TikTok. <laughs> and I'm at David Portman <laughs> on TikTok. Uh, same apply for Twitter, Instagram. Follow us right now. Okay. In your house, we start off here with, well, Naomi Fox singing. And, of course, Todd Pettingale, the classic host of In Your House, who's sporting a great 4 out of 10 goatee. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what do you think of his goatee? You know what? He it makes it work. Choice. It was a choice. It was a choice, but he's making it work. Because we otherwise, I'd just be like, "Hey, it's Todd Pettingale." Yeah. Don't really know who I'm. I'm almost thirty. I'm not 
I know him because they keep telling me he's he from Rusty. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm breaking someone's heart right now, but I don't know who this guy is. I'm sorry. Neither do I know who is Naomi Fox. So I don't know who they're targeting <laughs> for this show. They're they're clearly not you. Yeah, not me. Should we do a different show? <laughs> yeah, I feel like I'm watching the wrong show. I, I tried watching Raw. That seemed fun. That was really good. Uh, we start off the show though. Takeover in your house, 2021, with MSK. And Bronson Reed versus Legato del Fantasma in a match we're calling all the power, all the gold. And all the gold has all the power. That's that's exactly it. Yes, you heard right. All the championships are on the line. The champions are Bronson Reed and MSK. And, well, LDF somehow weaseled their way into this match where if they win, they win both titles from this team. So winner take all in this title match. Uh, I found it odd that the champions came out first, actually. MSK and Bronson had matching gear, the green, almost like Masawa, black and green kind of mm. thing. MSK usually do the DX, but this is more the Masawa colors because Bronson had like the earthquake as well. Yeah, yeah. He looked kind of like earthquake, but the green. I think it was more just he was matching them. Sure. Uh, more so. But yeah, they did come out first. I'm not usually a fan of that unless you've got like sometimes it's to do a jump attack or something like that true um but no i I liked uh the fact that they all matched uh i thought it it was a good look for them yeah so ldf come out and they always look pretty crisp they look very yeah very santos is definitely one of the best dressed wrestlers full stop here and he had this crazy like half eye thing going on the the mask of the phantasm thing mask just everything uh is it joaquin wilde who wears like the puma mask from like tekken or whatever all of them look look like professionals here in takeover gear. Uh, so the story is Santos wants to fight and he's being all cocky, but he's, he doesn't want to face Reed. So he keeps telling Nash Carter, like, I'll fight you, but don't tag him in. Mm. So Reed tags him in and Reed just decides to squash him. Uh, they do this like assisted senton drop on one of the LDF guys where like both Lee and Carter hold one, their legs. You know, when you used to swing somebody, two yeah. people swing someone, but then Reed comes and sentons him to squash him to the mat. Reed is doing all the big men. Stuff here. He's definitely trying to get the colossal thing. He's dressed like Earthquake. He's doing the bonsai drop at one point. He's doing all the the classic big guy stuff. Yeah, there's a bit where he does the bonsai drop on Mendoza, but didn't realize he'd already tagged out. Right. So the pin wasn't counted. So he's just like, huh. I, he shrugged his shoulders. I sat on him. Huh. Uh, we get Nash, who hits a moonsault to Escobar on the outside. And then Joaquin Wilde does this crazy dive onto him. And then Wes Lee, well, he's got a top that so he hits this tope swan dive and then there's santos who gets up with a corkscrew and then leaving all guys outside on the on the outside here it's reed who does his crazy suicide dive to all of them and this was the first time of the night where i noticed the crowd being a bit bigger and they were really behind reed here he started kind of bouncing up and down in the ring everyone's like oh the big guy is gonna dive now yeah and got really into this and this got a great reaction so Reed throws one of the guys in and tries to get some pinfalls, but eventually he gets his knee clipped, and this is where the baddies take over on him. There's this cool move where LDF, both guys go for like a hip toss on their own partner on Joaquin Wilde, but then as they do it, they do such a rotation that it makes Joaquin do like a 450 splash, which looked pretty cool in the ring for a near fall. Santos at one point does this, what, like a Michinoku driver on, on Reed? Reed. Yeah. Yeah, crazy. And Reed is a big dude. Uh, Reed hits this cool, like, swinging suplex move. Uh, LDF hit their Russian leg sweep Enziguri combo, but it's broken up from Wesley, who dives off the stage 
thing. Like the stage goes all the way to the ring, so it's leveled on that mm. section for these takeovers. And he just dived over the rope, pushing everyone to break this pin up. It was crazy, yeah. This swan dive taking out Joaquin, bumping into them, uh, kind of out of nowhere as well. Yeah. The way it was shot, I thought this bit was awesome. Bronson, uh, sorry, Santos is like pissed off, so he goes to grab the North American Championship. Well, actually, it looks like he's grabbing all the titles. And as he's doing this, Bronson Reed runs at him on the outside, crashing through the barricade, the glass, everything, just squashing Santos here. The past few weeks, it was it was Reed who did this to Santos, where he just like pancaked him against mm. the wall. And then last week, he did the classic babyface thing of replaying, like, "Hey, remember when I squashed you?" Well, now he really squashed him. This this replay, the six different angles of this were fantastic. And it looked great from every angle. They timed it perfectly. Yeah. Sort of uh, Santos just eyeing up the titles and then cockily turning round. Timed perfectly. There was no kind of waiting for the spot to happen. Looked awesome. Uh, may, and we've seen a few of these fence spots in NXT, but this was definitely the best one. Uh, got a great reaction from me. Then they have MSK who take out, like, I think Raul Mendoza at one point, and then they hit the heart attack. MSK, like their springboard combo heart attack double team, lays them out. Bronson Reed climbs at the top rope, hits the tsunami splash, and it's over. All the power, all the gold go to MSK. What did they call them? Yeah, MS Colossal is what they called themselves. Reed and MSK retain. Yeah, I, I loved this match. I thought, great way to kick off the show. Uh, match of the night so far. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, some crazy spots. As you said, like that that dive from uh, Wesley from the ramp into the ring was nuts. Uh, I think they've built Reed up really well as this big guy who can do exciting, just fun, big man stuff. Uh, that squash was insane through the fence. Um, just a, a really non-stop action match. And I... I loved how MSK and Reed were working together. Obviously, LDF have worked together a lot, so have that chemistry. But I saw chemistry here from the team, and I, I liked how uh, they'd clearly been trying to figure out some stuff that they can do, the three of them. Yeah, it had lots of like back and forth between all six guys. There was a lot of showcasing Legado del Fantasma with Mendoza and Wild, where they were doing all sorts of like technical stuff. I know I just watched the, the Davy Boy dark side of the ring and there's a bit where Mick Foley's talking about how he rewatched them do the specific like tie-ups and they were doing that sequence where like they right. kip up and they drag the arms and stuff so uh, maybe they also watched that this week uh, I, I thought this was a lot of fun but definitely the highlight was that squash through the, the the wall it was definitely like oh you screamed at your TV but overall I, I thought it was good and the right team won you knew it was going to end this way but uh, I guess it sets up still the the singles match. Yeah, I think with this this squash spot continuously happening now, um, we know later in the show that they've announced uh, the Great American Bash is coming at the beginning of July. Uh, as Fire Frank in the Twitch chat has suggested, Reed versus Santos for the title then seems to make a lot of sense. Yeah, I believe it was July 6th they said that it would be the... Uh the Tuesday, July the Tuesday, 6th, yeah. the American Bash, the Great so American So that's Bash. cool. They're continuing to do the branded uh, like TV specials, even though they're not head-to-head now. I think that's a good idea. Yeah, I mean, AEW is doing a bunch of those yeah. going forward, so why wouldn't you? And it was a, it was a, it's a good call to kind of do these things, but I think Reed versus Santos is something you could add to that. That would be good, because Santos goes, ah, you, you didn't beat me, mm. the classic heel thing. Uh, but a pretty good start to this match. You, you, we could tell these guys are going to retain, but... Pretty, pretty good opener. 
we go to something that happened earlier today. We were talking about the parking lot in NXT. Well, earlier today, Kyle O'Reilly shows up in a NoFX shirt. Shout out NoFX. But he's greeted by the interviewer. Mackenzie Mitchell's like, hey, I want to get a word about the match tonight. And The Way are also in the parking lot. And Johnny's like, hey, why are you interviewing this loser? Come talk to me. And then they start to get in a scuffle. Theory shoves Kyle. And the, the fight, the chaos just continues on here in NXT. You know, uh, someone's really got to get get control of this show. They do. Yeah. <laughs> Don't make me sad. <laughs> uh, we go to Todd Pettingale, who's trying to figure out how to work this VCR that's set up in their like ring backstage ring area setup. Yeah, he set wants up. to show us the the highlights from the Mae Young Classic four years ago that he has on VCR. Uh, which is weird because wasn't it on the network? So well, why did he videotape whole, that? The whole joke is like <laughs> there is no V. Do you have a, still have a VCR? I do in yeah. back home. Yeah, I don't think I have any of my VHS tapes anymore. I think I one day just put them all in a box. I think I do still have some. Like the, the my only mom ones, definitely. Yeah, does. it's the Disney ones. I feel like I would keep. Like yes. those ones are like collectible ones. Mm. But realistically, like everything, yeah. Like even now, I have Blu-rays and DVDs. I'm like ah. Do I need these? They'll um, come back in style. They'll come back? Yeah. Yeah, like vinyl mm. or tape. Yeah. W- or like this tape, the v- VHS. Because Todd Pettingale's like, hey, I'm trying to find this clip from the Mae Young Classic. Someone's put it on tape for him. And he's trying to put it. It's, he's, it's one of the little TVs that have the v- v- VCR in As part of it. Yeah. Like fancy. At one point, that was probably really fancy. Yeah. Did you have one? I, yeah, I did. Probably. In the kitchen, we had one of these. Yeah, ones, yeah, yeah. Oh, you were real fancy. Oh, super fancy. Yeah, yeah. in the kitchen, you were watching middle v- class fancy. <laughs> That's what you were. Yeah, in the kitchen, whipping up, watching. What were you? What would you be watching? Bambi. <laughs> yeah, my VHS of the May Young Classic. Just clearly, I know for a fact. I don't know, but did you own Titanic on VHS? No, actually. Oh. No, because we recently told the story of how you tried to make yeah. me watch Titanic the other night. Randomly, I borrowed it from my. Uh, I borrowed like an American copy before it was released in the UK from okay. my family. Yeah. Uh, who were in America. And it was two tapes. Yeah, that's what I was yeah, going to say. It was thick. Giant. Yeah. Yeah. And then you just pause at that one point. Hey. So we see Todd Benegale trying to work this VCR, but Mackenzie Mitchell shows up and says, dude, what are, you, what are you doing? We don't use these now. She's like, play the tape. And then they just go, hey, four years ago, Mayan Classic happened. And we were like, whoa, this is four years ago. <laughs> I thought this was like two years ago. Um, did we even do a show? We didn't do it for that one. I thought, I thought Xia Li was in the second one or was she in both? Maybe, yeah, maybe she was in both. So yeah, uh, but no, we 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 didn't do Forever Young then. But go back, listen to Forever Young. Yeah, uh, one day if they ever bring back the Mae Young Classic, we will revive the podcast known as Forever Young here on the Up Next feed. We want one back. But it shows here four years ago that Mercedes Martinez and Xia Li had a match and Mercedes beat her. And ever since then, Xia's been holding this chip on her shoulder, this grudge against Mercedes, and attacked her recently on NXT TV. And uh, this is why this next match is happening. Yes, you you heard that correctly. You people that skip the week-to-week shows and just listen to us talk about TakeOver, you're in for it now. <laughs> because Mercedes Martinez versus Xia Lee happening here, TakeOver, in your house. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, we've been a bit hot and cold with this Xia Lee story. Yeah, let's uh, do the pros and cons of Xia Lee. The- sometimes we've we've really liked it. I yeah. love the whole 
animation they did explaining mm-hmm. the background of Tian Sha and Mei Ying. Um, I loved all those training videos of Xia Li just beating the fuck out of Boa. Um, they were great. And then Mei Ying vaped in Caden Carter's <laughs> face and it kind of took a dive. This is true. Yeah, I mean, yeah, vaping is not good. No. Kids. It's not good for you. Uh, yeah, it's had some cool stuff. We were definitely supportive of it from the beginning. We were like, this is something that's different. Um, we joked on the watch along that like, hey, this is all the stuff Alistair Black wanted to do. Mm. And then they were like, yeah, let's just make it all like smoke and vapey and Xylee and Boa and stuff. The story is definitely like really weird. They kind of messed it up and it kind of did take a definite dive with that angle. But we keep going, ah, but we, we think it can... But Get then better. Boa comes out in shades and you go, oh, yeah. okay. Boa it's it's like cool. a movie. Yeah, like this <laughs> this this group. So Tian Sha is Xia Li, Boa, and Mei Ying. And Mei Ying's the leader, has not like said anything or wrestled or anything. She just sits in her throne looking like this scary, like almost like you got the, the ring girl, long dreaded hair and the, the white makeup. But then this like a whole outfit. Xia Li also has this crazy, like crazy outfit as well. Oh, it looks her like a hair star. is like braided in all these different colors yeah. she looked incredible yeah her hair is insane it's like all these different colors uh so boa is also not wearing his classic suit or boat bow tie thing he's wearing this like maybe more traditional chinese uh garb which actually looks sick like all in all black with the sh- again the shades boa is a badass so if you're coming into this like what is what even is this uh like xiali character it's like yeah this mei ying Tian Sha story is is what's going on and she wants her revenge against Mercedes Martinez for some reason. So it's happening right now. Uh, Zaya attacks Mercedes right away. We thought this would go really quick either way, but it kind of did not do that. Zaya attacks her ribs and sends her into each turnbuckle, uh, but then hits her with these roundhouse kicks, but then fighting on the ringside area, goes for a kick, but kicks the post and starts to sell the the shin. Mercedes gets her back in the ring and hits this beautiful, like, butterfly suplex brain buster type thing. But Zaya kicks out of it. There's then this Canadian backbreaker holds from Mercedes, then flips her almost like a dominator, but kind of sideways into, like, a DDT or education kind of thing. Look nuts. Like, this should be, like, a finisher yeah. for sure. But, again, only a near fall here. There's then on the outside a backdrop to Zaya after Boa kind of stares Mercedes down. Which kind of is the the start of the what you can call your 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 dirty finish, but it's really not because he doesn't get involved. He just kind of stands there. When Mercedes gets back in the ring, she ends up eating a spinning roundhouse kick from Zaya. Zaya Lee pins Mercedes in like eight minutes something, and uh, yeah, I mean, there's a bit of a beatdown afterwards. But uh, what do we think of the match? I thought it was actually pretty good, and I think Zaya Lee's definitely improved a lot. I don't think this should have been on a takeover. Um, it was cool to see the Xia entrance on a bit of on a bit of a bigger stage, even though it's the CWC. Uh, she came out with a sword. Uh, yeah. She did come out with <laughs> a sword. She had a huge sword. Sorry, and yeah, I was we've very seen her... scared of Boa. Just stood behind her, and she's swinging this huge fuck off sword around. We said this before. We said this last, like maybe a month ago, where she came out with the sword and she does all these tricks with it. And Boa was, we, he like, okay, I got yeah. back up on this one. What's going on with the sword? We didn't rehearse it like that. <laughs> yeah, she comes out with the sword and you know doesn't use it. <laughs> but I thought the match. I thought the actual work of the match was pretty good. The problem here. The crowd, and this is the first time we've had like a crowd of this size there. They were so quiet in this match. And I don't know, I feel 
like who who are you cheering for here? Like Zia Lee was kind of meant to be, I guess, the heel in that stuff with Caden Carter and Casey Catanzaro. Yeah. Though we didn't really take to it that way. That's what they were going for. Mercedes Martinez doesn't feel too sympathetic as a babyface going against Zia Lee. So I don't really know who you're rooting for in this match. Yeah, I don't know who I was supposed to think is the good guy in this situation. I was cheering for Zia Lee because we've been so supportive of her. <laughs> yeah, uh, but but it just felt very flat, and it wasn't say that the work was bad. Yeah. but I don't think this should have been on a takeover. Yeah, it felt and like if this was on TV, we'd be like, "Hey, this is pretty good." But we do we're jaded wrestling fans. We put takeovers to this like next level mm. thing, and we were like, "Okay." All right, like this wasn't bad. Don't get me wrong. Or we'd be saying, "Oh, this was shit," but it wasn't. There it was honestly, some wasn't. really nice cool looking moves. stuff in this match. But I guess the real story comes what happens after yeah. the match because after this, Boa comes in and gives Zaya Lee a, a chair. sword. No, yeah, this is what pissed me off. The guy's like, "Hey, Zaya, you beat her. Here's this chair. Hit her with it. Yeah, that'll be good. Hit her with it. You beat her. Now beat her up with the chair." Wouldn't you just be like, yo, use this fucking cut her sword? Yeah. No, I mean, maybe cut, <laughs> maybe cut her hair. I don't know. All right, okay. <laughs> cut her. Cut this bitch's head off. <laughs> Zaya? No, he hands her a chair. Uh, and <laughs> Zaya's like, all right, I'm going to use this chair. Boa, Boa and Zaya are yelling at her. And then Mercedes counters the chair shots and starts beating them up. And she's like, I'm going to break your neck. And then starts smashing them with the chair. She beats up Zia Lee and Boa with the chair. So Mercedes is standing tall. But Mei Ying, who's sitting up on the throne at the entrance ramp, is still sitting there. So Mercedes starts walking up the entrance ramp with the chair while still swinging at Zia Lee. It's almost like she's walking the tower. She's going up. Yeah, she's going, I'm not scared of you. To the boss. So she walks up and Mei Ying gets up. Big pop. And What's that? <laughs> <laughs> chokes Mar- Martinez here who's selling it like oh, she's so overpowered from this choke and then uh, just throws Mercedes like against one of the walls the fences there as Tian Shaw all stand tall like holding their injuries like all acting all like beat up as they laid out Mercedes Martinez in not a really exciting layout it didn't look that bad at all it looked really lame (laughs) yeah i i wasn't against the idea because we've seen mei ying for quite a few weeks now being this mysterious figure in the chair i'm not against the idea of debuting her do her kind of first big thing on a takeover but we just saw santos escobar school sorry Uh, Reed squash squash Santos Escobar through this fence which looked crazy Mei Ying just did this little choke and threw her against the fence and we had to believe that it it didn't look painful at all and unfortunately Mercedes Martinez just had to act like she's being strangled and it wasn't particularly good I just thought this was very weak and not executed well and therefore again shouldn't be on the takeover it's really weird because the match itself, we were like, huh, this is on a takeover. Okay, like we, we want to give them the, the, the chance, the opportunity. Let's see what they can do. And it's like, okay, yeah, the match wasn't bad. But then this angle, it's like, it's like okay, well, they didn't, people didn't like when we did the vape stuff, the blowing the smoke that poisons Casey and Caden. Uh, so let's do the next best thing, force choke. 
thing. It's like, come on. It just looks so fake. Yeah. I think if, if Mei Ying stood up and did some crazy kick or something a bit green cooler. Green mist. Literally green mist. Green mist Anything. would have worked. And yeah. literally, do a move. Do a finisher. What's your? Do another kick. Do like literally anything. Mercedes just had a match and lost. Mm. So getting a move to her doesn't make anyone look like... Yeah, I, I just didn't get it. Again, I would have preferred the vape. At least it's funny to me. And the crowd were, were very dead for this. This wasn't like, oh, the lights are going off and the crowd are going crazy and there's spooky red smoke. Uh, the crowd didn't seem to care at all. Very, it felt very flat, unfortunately. Yeah, I didn't quite. I didn't quite like. Ugh, I wanted to. I want to like this really badly, and mm. it's really not. It, this was going on for so long too, and I'm like, first of all. There's so many other matches we thought were going to be on this takeover that weren't. And we're wasting so much time with this like angle where mm. this person's getting choked. Because then it goes to Toothless Tim and Bald Tom, Tomasa Champa and Timothy Thatcher. And they're talking about how they have a match that they can't wait to have, the Tornado Rules tag match, this Wednesday. I'm like, dude, if that was given 20 minutes on this show, would have been great. Yeah. But instead we got the like six minutes of choking no vape we didn't even get the vape all right and i'm still mad about it so next week on nxt uh, we're getting the match i'm starting to really enjoy these promos i think thatcher is starting to show a lot of personality just his he's the wild card right he's just screaming and trying to kind of imitate what uh champa does i find it entertaining it's like you got on AEW, you got darby and his dad sting yeah and here you got tim and his dad. They're just a little older. But I bet you Thatcher's older than Champa, probably. Yeah, I think we looked into it. They're both pretty young. Champa would be the dad in this like scenario. Maybe. I great. think it's more of a brother. It's, an, it's more of a brother thing. Yeah, true, An older right. brother and the younger brother trying to be like the older brother. These guys are scary. Uh, yeah. I was... I, I'm going to say it again. I'm mad these guys were not on the takeover. And yeah. But we get to look forward to Tuesday. That's true. That is true. Tornado rules. Yeah. We go to our next match. Are you ready? A million dollar ladder match. The million dollar championship is being brought back from the dead to be put on the line for this match. The new million dollar man. Cameron Grimes versus LA Knight and the million dollar man Ted DiBiase. That damn Ted DiBiase is ringside to see who he's going to support being the new million dollar championship how do we even explain how this match came into place try just try uh cameron grimes made a lot of money gamestop gamestop shares which i'm which i'm hoping i'm going to be the same to the moon to the moon um so started flaunting all his money around and having all these sketches where he's showing off his money until he bumped into Ted DiBiase, that damn Ted DiBiase. Who outbid him on a house. Who outbid him on a house. He, Cameron Grimes was going to bid two mil on a house, yeah. but Ted bid eight and like then laughed at him. Yeah. <laughs> so you know the house is only worth one, but got bought for eight yeah. by Ted. All right. And apparently Cameron Grimes lost out on that one. <laughs> um, but he's got the money. He can do it just to piss him off, I guess. Yeah. And then Ted shows up to NXT one time in the Pinnacles limo. And then Cameron shows up in a Rolls Royce, but Ted gets the upper hand because it's a limo. It's a limo. Exactly. Um, So Cameron Grimes questioned him and went, why? Why do you keep ruining my life, Ted DiBiase? (laughs) And Ted DiBiase's like, you know, I see something in you. Uh, I see a lot of me in you, but I see a lot of me in this guy as well. And LA Knight. (laughs) 
uh, who also likes money and cars and hot tubs. Yeah. So we got this match for the million dollar title. Wow. I love the way you was that, was summed that up this storyline. <laughs> what I was going to... They both like money. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently. Yeah. You just go, oh, this guy likes money too. Mm. <laughs> Isn't the that rest every... of the roster fucking hate money? <laughs> no one else. No one else money. cares about money. I saw Top Dollar yeah. from Hit Row. He was like, "Yo, why am I not in this match? I have a lot of money. <laughs> I have a TV show where I go around with old wrestlers talking about spending money on old like collectibles, <laughs> and my name is Top Dollar. I should be in this match. Ellie Knight in this match still makes me go, huh? I'm not sure why, mm. guys. I do a show on NXT, and I cannot tell you why this match really was happening. I can't. I can't." But the way, re, way you explained it makes more sense than the way they kind of... They just randomly go, hey, this guy likes money too. Yeah. He's, he, he likes this. He's, he wants in on this. And it's like, all right, let's just go with that. Jake Atlas was involved in the storyline too, for those who don't watch Week. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. yeah, see, there's a lot going on. And Ted DiBiase is just like hanging around for no reason, as he did during this match. He sat in his chair. Yeah, Jake Atlas has, has a claim to challenge for that title. I think. Yeah, I think he beat both of these guys. Yeah. So he should be the Million Dollar Man yeah. Championship. He should have been in this match. It should match. have been Jay Catless versus Top Dollar. <laughs> For the in Million Dollar Ladder Match. In a, sorry, this is a Million Dollar Ladder Match. Yes. Because there is only one way to win this match. I, they didn't say this, but I, I think this is the only way. You have to climb the million dollar ladder you had to climb the gold ladder because they had all these ladders for this match but one of them was spray painted gold and then green money signs all over it it's kind of mm. like the the stardust polka yep. dot one but that's on the entrance ramp so this is a ladder match the million dollar championship is put in a glass brief briefcase that's suspended above the ring and these two are going to fight for it and see who the champion is yeah realistically ted dibiase jr i think should have been in this match to defend the title that he I think was in he was the last champion I could be wrong okay he, right. he would have a gripe mm. not saying I want to see Ted Jr. on this show so this match starts off Cameron Grimes gets the upper hand and then shakes his booty and tells LA Knight to kiss his grits uh, then he starts to beat him up there's a crazy Huracan Rana from Grimes and then a PK off the apron there's a German suplex into the ladder uh, LA Knight does this like spot where he puts the ladder in between the turnbuckle uh like horizontally and then goes for like a flying neck breaker but like they both kind of slide and then the ladder is underneath both of them and they both this looked painful it looked great this looked like a really bad idea yeah uh, uh, it looked like it hurt I, but yeah, it looked great this would have hurt this sucked this neck breaker to the side of the ladder uh yeah this looked very painful yeah ouchie for sure but they continue on uh there's then more ladders being thrown around la knight gets thrown into a ladder upside down Cameron Grimes just comes at him with these crazy Daniel Bryan-like roundhouse kicks, like maybe 10 in a row here, which looked great. Uh, I love Cameron Grimes and the character and the comedy and the the whole money thing, but he deep down, he's literally a great worker. He's such a good wrestler. He's killing him here, but then goes to climb, but gets dumped off there. Uh, He goes, he has the advantage over LA Knight, but he decides, I can't win like this. I got to win with the million dollar ladder. So he goes up the ramp. And grabs it. And while he's doing this, LA Knight goes up and climbs and wins the match. No, no. <laughs> that doesn't happen. Cameron Grimes goes and grabs the gold ladder. Comes down. Climbs up it. But gets dumped. LA Knight goes up to grab the briefcase. He gets knocked down. There's then the collision course. The like power slam Spanish fly from Cameron Grimes looks great. He at one point climbs a ladder on the ringside for some reason. And then the ladder gets tipped over. So he Spider-Mans onto like the like lighting 
like grid thing, the, the scaffolding. scaffolding. And then he cross bodies off that onto LA Knight onto the outside. But man, Cameron Grimes flies onto him here. Great spot, but lands on his knees, which looks Look very painful. Ah, oh, like just, you know, you know, he's, he's icing them tonight. Uh, I hope his knees are all right. But he eventually goes to climb the ladder. He's got it in his sights. The baby face grabbing the championship, but he gets dumped off, flies out the ring onto another ladder that was nicely set up, and he's taken out. L.A. Knight climbs up the ladder, grabs the briefcase, and L.A. Knight is the new million-dollar champion. Ha 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 I thought this was pretty good actually i i can't say i was too looking forward to this one but i thought both guys worked really hard and there were some really nasty bumps in here and the final spot was a good kind of finishing spot like pretty dangerous grimes falling to the outside here from that high onto that uh that ramp as well with the ladder um pretty cool last spot i'm just and i think i said this about 10 ladder matches ago i'm kind of they're they're done way too much. We just had one at the last takeover. We might have had one at the takeover before that. Have we? Maybe. Yeah, the last one was uh, Devlin Escobar. Was okay. the last takeover. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Stand and Deliver. It just feels like this is becoming a trope. Like these five match cards, you've got to have a, a ladder match on there. And therefore, I'm just, I can't get into it. Um, but I did think both guys worked hard. I I thought just for the whole sake of, Grimes' gimmick and to the moon. It would have just been a nice moment for him to have won it. And I think might have lifted this crowd a little bit. Yeah. Because uh, they seem pretty checked out after the last match. But I can see why going with Knight being the heel here. Yeah, the, the, the gimmick works with the million dollar man. He's all about the money. So mm-hmm. now he's going to like... Because the, the, the segments last week were like him in a house with like a hot tub and bottles and women. And he's like, ah, I'm rich as fuck. So now he's got the title. I... I guess we're getting a chase with Cameron Grimes. I would assume going so, for, yeah. So weird. It's it's basically the FTW from AEW, yeah. but it's the Million Dollar Man Championship. I was like mad that Grimes didn't get it, considering his whole shtick has been money. And it was, it was better. I'm gonna say it, it was better before Million Dollar Man got involved. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. it was funny that Million Dollar Man got involved, but it kind of took a dive for me. It was cool that Cameron Grimes got a takeover spot. I think he should be on many takeovers going forward. But kind of like the last match pre- previous to this, I didn't care. It didn't feel like a takeover to me. I no. felt like I'm on Tuesday nights, and I'm not dissing, you know, this product. But and and I think we this have would have been, I think this would have been enjoyed a lot more on an episode yeah. of NXT. Uh, like I can't say LA Knight has the flashiest ring work in the world, but I thought like both guys work hard, yeah. and they're going to be fucking hurting sore tonight. Hurting, you know, they really went for it. I'm just. Checked out with these style of matches, and I think, as you said, like the like that tornado tag or so many other op- options. Swerve doing something because Swerve's been killing it. There was so much more I'd rather see on this takeover, but this was good, but still not hitting those heights. Yeah, it didn't hit the like what I, I guess the expectations that we normally have mm. for these shows. I still I still like this, but I definitely I have like going ah oh, okay well where's my like my where's the where's the real stuff where's the real meat to this show and it still kind of wasn't hitting for me there but didn't necessarily again it's kind of like the last match didn't necessarily think this was bad i just was kind of like yeah all right cool uh so million dollar man finally gets out of his chair and says oh you won i guess 
I'm with you now. So it, it also was just kind of like, what, what? I don't look. It's like someone goes, okay, so they got Jake the Snake being someone's manager. They got Arn being someone's manager. Let's just do Oh, this. I don't think Ted's going to be his manager. I think this was just to present him with a million dollar title. And that's going to be his thing that he's running with now. Hmm. I, I, I think that's that's Ted's goodbye. I think Ted's going to hang around. Do you? Yeah. And then we'll get Virgil. <laughs> oh, God. Get who else has money and gimmicks? I think that's it. I don't know. More hot tubs, though. More hot tubs. More hot okay. tubs, for sure. And that is just a fact of life. We go to Todd Pettengale, who's backstage with Hit Row, who, like, interrupt him. And they keep calling him Tony. See, they watch the other show, too. Todd Pettengale is like, oh, who are you guys? And they basically, like, run him off. And they say, we're not mentioned, we're not on this show. And they deserve to be on this show. And, and all this stuff. I, I, I love these guys. And I love Top Dollar's shirt. It's just uh dollar bills all over nice <laughs> should i get one like yes. that <laughs> and then cut the sleeves off <laughs> yeah a, a, a money tank top wear it to the beach yeah yeah sun's out guns out uh this was cool and i also was thinking the last two matches why did they happen when the past month the hottest thing in wrestling has been hit row and they're not on this card i was like huh but <laughs> if the next takeover is a proper arena like Hit Row are going to have that moment there, surely. Hit. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we see uh, more brawls backstage between some of the like opponents, the, the guys fighting in the Fatal 5-Way match. So you got Cross and Kyle being pulled apart. Every Pete Dunne, I think, being pulled apart. And Sc- Will- William Regal's just... Uh, the storyline for William Regal is he, NXT's just been chaotic. And he can't seem to, to get a grasp of how to control things anymore. And he's in the middle here. He's fighting. He's going off. You get all these NXT producers and staff getting involved. You see Steve Carino and then Scotty Tuhati. <laughs> oh, no, wait. That was Steve Carino wearing Scotty Tuhati's shirt. Yeah. Because <laughs> Steve Carino's in a white, uh, sorry, yellow pattern. Like Hawaiian, Hawaiian style shirt. shirt. <laughs> As he's breaking up carrying Cross and Pete Dunne. <laughs> Scotty was probably there and I didn't recognize him because he's dressed normally. <laughs> Shout out Scotty too hot. He's breaking him. up fights. He should be. Scotty, Scotty is a, a, a true man. Uh, Scotty has been on NXT and in the background for a little while there. But, oh, yeah. Yes. But we, I didn't recognize him because I'm staring at him. I'm like, who the fuck's this guy in this shirt? Everyone's in <laughs> NXT, WWE, PC gear. And then there's this one guy who's like me coming from the beach. That was like me today at work. <laughs> We're meant to wear blacks, but yeah. uh, England had their game in the Euros yeah, today. So coming home. Showed up in blue shorts on my England shirt. <laughs> yeah. It's like, why not? I'm not a fucking bar. Who cares? <laughs> Steve Perino, they're like, yo, we need you for TV. All right, what am I doing? Uh, you're pulling apart a fight. I've All got right. exactly <laughs> this shirt for that. <laughs> ECW legend Steve Carino put some respect on his name. He he didn't get any blood on it. We go to our next match. The women's championship is on the line here. The champion Raquel Gonzalez going up against Ember Moon, the challenger. So Ember Moon and Shotzi were tag champs, and then uh, they beat Raquel and Dakota, who were the first ever champs. They were like awarded titles right uh so ember moon and shotzi were champs they eventually lost the titles but then shotzi was taken out by raquel so ember seeking revenge here in this like title opportunity for her so ember moon's come back to nxt we've been kind of not too into the character but we continue to say like her in-ring work is just fantastic and definitely fits in here at nxt and it's been a while since we've seen her like in a proper singles run because she's been in the tag team obviously with shotzi so 
um, yeah, her first takeover singles match for a while. For a long time, because she had quite a few. Mm. I, I always am like, Ember Moon's got this like, almost like this weird... Asterix. Yeah, because of the Asuka thing, remember? Yeah. She couldn't beat Asuka, and then Asuka's like, well, I'm, I'm moving on up, so uh, here you go. <laughs> you couldn't beat me, but here you go. Yeah, wasn't it's like, it? Ah. She and... Yeah. She should have just beat her. Didn't she realistic. win it in a four-way, I yeah, think? Yeah, she should have just beat her, realistically. Because then they go, no, 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 we're saving the streak for Charlotte. Sorry. I mean, it's, come yeah. on. Yeah, it's, I no, know. Sorry, it's Charlotte at Mania, or yeah. dropping it to Ember Moon on an NXT. Still sucked. Uh, and I love Charlotte. Oh, no, I think, yeah, yeah. whoever was going to win it off. Yeah. I think it needed to be someone other than Ember Moon. Because sure. that was the thing. Ember had, had two takeover matches against yeah. Asuka, I think. So Ember's back. Trying to fight for a title. She's won some gold since coming back to NXT in the tag mm-hmm. titles, but now it's a singles match with Raquel. Ember comes out. Raquel comes out with Dakota Kai ringside. Um, and I, I, someone in the chat earlier was Raquel does her pose, but her pose is like her back. So she turns her title backwards. Pointing out the shoulder blades. Yeah, yeah. someone in the chat said she's like uh, her favorite president, Donald Trump, who wears his pants backwards. So she, <laughs> she, was, she had the t- NXT title backwards because she's like, hey, look at my back. We got the NXT championship right here. Uh, Ember Moon comes flying at Raquel early on here, but then gets keeps getting like swatted midair here away from her. Raquel gains offense, puts the boots to Ember Moon, hits this really cool Vader bomb style senton from like Raquel goes for the Vader. Think of like the Jake Hager Vader bomb thing where you go up to like body press, but then in midair, she like drops sideways to, to put her back to you, which looked great, simple yet effective. There's then this nuts like, Double rotation flipping slam from Raquel when countering a move from Ember, who comes back with a super kick to the face and then a sunset flip for a near fall. There's then a crazy suicide tope dive from Ember Moon and then a complete shot. And then Raquel goes for her tornado bomb, but it's countered into this roll up, which looks great. There's then a code breaker and then a picture perfect eclipse from Ember Moon, which again Mm. is the flying twisting stunner out of nowhere, like off the top rope. Looks nuts. Raquel sells it like she's out cold, but Dakota Kai puts Raquel's foot on the ropes. Thus, the ref counts it as a two. But here comes Shotzi. It's the uh, green hair meets the pink hair because Dakota is now pretending like she doesn't do anything. Uh, another wrestler I love with pink hair is Alley Cat, and she does the finger thing like you know what do you even call this like the awkward finger pose okay. thing and Dakota it was doing that and she also has pink hair shout out Alley Cat but then Shotzi beats her up and then they start to brawl all over the place we we kind of didn't talk about the set because it's in your house and it's like the front of the house so there's also like potted plants and stuff because it's like a garden so Shotzi just starts throwing Dakota into these potted plants which looks nuts there's then in the ring Raquel picks up Ember for the tornado bomb but it's countered into like a tornado ddt which looks insane onto the outside or something insane the eclipse is attempted but it's blocked and then raquel hits the tornado bomb which now they call the chingona bomb i believe she says okay yeah uh so raquel hits this chingona bomb which we've been calling just the texas tornado bomb which is what it was but gets crazy height on here folding ember like an accordion and raquel retains the championship just like that uh, I thought this was pretty enjoyable, I think. Uh, one of Raquel's best matches, and I think she showed some new things we haven't seen her do before in this. Uh, and I thought Ember was just ferocious, just kept going at her. Uh, some of those counters, how she'd counter the 
sorry, the Chinoa bomb. Chin, I'm thinking it's Chingona, Chingona bomb. Yeah, Mike Chinoda bomb. Mike Chinoda, Mike Chinoda, <laughs> <laughs> Mike Kyoto, Mike, Mike Chinoda from Lincoln Park. Yeah, exactly. The, the Mike, Mike Chinoda bomb. bomb. Um, <laughs> yeah, some of those counters out that were great, and uh, they were both striking each other pretty hard as well. I think uh, Raquel was absolutely the right choice to win, and she she's going to have a pretty dominant reign. Uh, but this was definitely enjoyable. Yeah, uh, I'm searching Chingona Bomb, okay. and uh, it looks like they already have Raquel Gonzalez tank tops that say Chingona Bomb on okay. it. So I'm not wrong. Chingona Bomb, not Chingona Replace. I, I'm I'm assuming that I, I I didn't look it up. I didn't hear Chingona. What, yeah, uh, the, yeah. Someone in the chat, Angry Pirate in the chat, says the new hybrid theory bomb. Oh, it's a <laughs> Spanish slang term meaning badass woman. There you go, the Chinoda Bomb. Chin, sorry, Chingona. Now I'm saying Chinoda, like Mike, Mike Chinoda. Uh, I, I like this match as well. Raquel has been this this dominant force in the women's division here. Uh, I obviously loved the Io Shirai run, and it just made so much sense. This is a television show. This is characters and 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 things always moving. And Raquel had to beat her and and go on this like epic reign here. And it's Raquel is almost like a tweener in her own mind. Like she's the heel, but you kind of go, ah, but you're getting so you, you improve every time I watch you. You're really good. But Ember is definitely the baby face. But what I found interesting was when Dakota helps her. Like, so yeah. there's the story there. Like that was a really good rope break spot yeah. as well. Cause she just darted in and it was very last second yeah. throwing the foot on. And I think the, the shots, like take out thing just added a bit, more excitement to the match. Yeah, it added a little something there. Obviously, you could say like Ember could have pinned Raquel clean if it wasn't for Dakota. Mm. So Raquel needs Dakota. Therefore, Dakota thinks she should be the champ eventually. It's still something we could go to. We're but, definitely getting there. Yeah, uh, something we could go to. I, I think I still may have liked Raquel versus Io over this, but I actually was. I, I knew Ember Moon wouldn't disappoint when it comes no. to something like this, and I, I liked it. That eclipse definitely was huge. That movie's crazy. I don't know how you're gonna do that getting older because stunner alone you're bumping your on your your butt but jumping off the top rope to stun someone is it looks great don't get me wrong but ouch uh but overall i I like this we get our announcements for some great american bashing and uh some some great american bashing definitely not not on this show never on this show uh but that's coming july 6th so we assume we're getting maybe some some title matches on that show being a super kind of nxt but we continue on with our main event of TakeOver in your house, 2021. And we have our first ever Fatal Five-Way? Yeah. Fatal Five-Way. First ever? Isn't it? What, in in NXT or First time ever? they've ever said Fatal Five-Way. Oh, they always th- say... We've had some main roster Fatal Five-Way. Have ways, they I called think. it that? They need a different word, they need, you It's can't... a Fatal Four-Way. Uh, fatal a Fabulous four-way. Five-Way. Fatal five Fantastic way. Five Way. Fantastic Five Way. Yeah. Five Way Dance. A they did the ferocious Five Way. They've done the the scramble. Just yeah. call it that. When it's five, you call it the scramble. When it's six, it's an elimination chamber. <laughs> <laughs> Just fucking do that. I don't know. Fuck. Uh, fatal Five Way. We've all had a Fatal Five Way here and then, but we have all five guys in this match. So this story is carrying across the champion. Um, is is been on like a little bit of a collision course to figure out who the number one contender was. Adam Cole shows up and kind of puts a whole like fork in that and kind of messes up the plans, thinking he's the bad guy. He's gonna sneak his 
title shot. Regal calls him on it, and therefore Cross wants to fight everyone, and we get this. Okay, got it, cool. Johnny Gargano shows up in his entrance here by himself. He's the bad guy in this this era at this point. He's the heel in the way, if you've been following. But it's TakeOver, and to, to me, it really wasn't feeling like a TakeOver until we see Johnny TakeOver dressed as Shawn Michaels. <laughs> yes. This outfit is crazy. Dangly vest and everything. Oh my God, this is amazing. This outfit is lit. Uh, Johnny Gargano may be the best gear guy in wrestling. I say it everything. I, I'm a Johnny Gargano fanboy, 100%, but he is legit. His gear is like almost untouchable. Every time we're, we're trying to figure out what he's doing, whether it's nerdy shit, whatever we see. Whether dress- it's nerdy Yeah, it usually is. I say that. And then we, I said that during our watch along. I'm like, oh, look, he's dressed as Shawn Michaels. He's not even dressed as any comic book things. And then he takes off the entrance attire and then he's dressed as Magneto mixed in with Shawn Michaels. I'm like, this guy is insane <laughs> uh, because Johnny, this is, this is some nerdy shit. Johnny Gargano always matches the the gear of comic booky nerdy shit to the story that's going on in the storyline. Yes. Did you ever notice this? Think back of even the Champa stuff. When he uh, was fighting Champa, he was like Spider Man. He was the good guy, Peter Parker. When he when he started to, when he turned heel, he started doing Venom because the bad had taken over yep. the good guy. When he went in the feud with Adam Cole in New York, he was Iron Man. Well, he even the last pay-per-view yeah the last takeover as a heel i think was phoenix and he was dressed as the phoenix right and then the next one he which is kind of gene gray yeah turning back you know so here he's magneto now magneto is famously known in x-men because he's basically uh, he's magneto was molded off after malcolm x mm. so it's like he's He's doing things for what he believes in and what he thinks is right, but he might be doing it in a more extreme manner. And he might be going it about the wrong way. Mm. And that's exactly what's been going on with Johnny in the way. Like, he's, yeah. he's Johnny, but he's doing things a little, maybe a little aggressively, to put it bluntly. Yes. Uh, so I thought this was great. Who would ever mix Magneto and Shawn Michaels in here? What, <laughs> what a nerd. I love him. This look, he looked great though. I can't get over that Shawn Michaels dangly. Yeah, his whole, uh, the whole of the way had their click gear. If you look on the Instagram, oh, yeah. it was a shame that there wasn't a shot of them all together. They should have came out with them and then he sent them yeah. to the back. But. Uh, but you had Austin Theory as Diesel, you've got Indy as <laughs> Razor Ramon, Candice as 123 Kid, and then the dog, Podme. Podme as Hunter Hearst Helms. <laughs> yeah, it's such a funny it's, picture. I'm looking at the photo right now. It's wonderful. <laughs> yeah, uh, this gear is on point here. Uh, so Pete Dunne heard that Johnny was coming out as a, as a as a bad guy from X-Men. So he said, hold my beer. I'm coming out as Emma Frost. Because <laughs> he's in all white. Kill the polar bear. Fur, white, everything comes out. Yeah. yeah. What, what were you gonna? <laughs> I, I was just gonna say. I'm looking at this photo still of the way as the click. Yeah, their bosses are Sean and Triple H. Isn't that a bit weird? It's yeah. like, hi, Dad. Look, I'm dressing as you today. Dressed as you. Is it funny? You. Look, I got dangly. I got oh, your dangly. you kids. I wonder if they do some doc years later, and Johnny's gonna be like, yeah, I got this dangly shirt from Sean. He ran, he gave it to me, and I, you know, I was gonna say, in a, uh, he should do a a Sean today look at some point as well. <laughs> Maybe Halloween Havoc. A current Sean. Yeah. 
So dress like the, the guy who shovels ice in Home Alone. Mad-Eye Moody <laughs> from Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, man. Um, well, Pete Dunne, so, so Johnny Gargano's Magneto. Pete Dunne comes out with uh, Cody Rhodes' dog around his neck. Uh, and then Adam Cole comes out in Money in the Bank-inspired gear. Mm. Clearly, he's sending us a message. He's sending the IWC community a message. I'm going to be in Money in the or Bank. Or they told him a long time ago before they flipped Hell in a Cell with Money in the Bank, you're going to be in Money in the Bank. And then they went, actually, we're keeping you in NXT. And he's like, fuck, I've just got this gear. Got this gear from birthday from Brit. Yeah. <laughs> for, my, for my Money in the Bank match. Uh, so we got Johnny Magneto, Pete Dunne. Emma Frost, Adam Cole, Money in the Bank, and then Kyle O'Reilly in an axe and smash his his hoodie. He's wearing what he kind of wears. He's just Kyle. Yeah, he's just being Kyle. He took off his no effects shirt. Sorry, mm. punkheads. But uh, and then Karrion Cross comes out in this like gladiator. We've seen him wear this before, but it's like now dark. He's got like symbols all all over it. One of them had a little Q on it. I wasn't sure what that was <laughs> meaning. Uh, but this is definitely like, are you not entertained? Kind of gladiator, I, I think. Yeah, three hundred, that kind of thing. Yeah, some was it you that said more like meet the Spartans? It wasn't me. No, uh, yeah, but. I think it was me. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> it was you. You looked. You, they all looked cool. All right, let's. We can say that. Well, the fatal five way starts off here, and Cross just starts like dumping everyone. Everyone's fighting everyone, uh, but they can. They, they they have Cross and Cole kind of get this early on. Like finally, they're gonna do it because. Cole was basically just destroying Cross the past mm. few weeks with his promos. Cross finally gets him, throws him out of the ring, and then everyone else who's got beef with Adam Cole decides to beat up on him. This was a pretty funny moment. They all realize, hey, this guy sucks. So they they beat him yeah. up. Uh, so then everyone's beating up everyone. There's a powerbomb spot where Cross powerbombs Kyle onto everyone, I think. There's then fighting up the rampway and then... Cross gets thrown through the front door of this this prop house, so they beat down him. And then Beth with a great call. They're bringing down the house. <laughs> great. Uh, they then continue. Adam Cole is in the ring with Kyle O'Reilly, and they're killing each other, revisiting their feud from the last takeover. And Adam Cole hits the Ushiguroshi for a near fall. There's then a counter from Pete Dunne hitting the bitter end, but it's countered into a DDT from Gargano. There's then a lawn dart onto Pete, onto everyone else in the corner. All four of these guys, when Karrion Cross get got taken out through the door, these four are just destroying each other. The work rate here is insane. All four guys are intertwining on different moves back it, and forth. It felt like a PWG match. Like it yeah. was moving so fast to try and keep up and take notes of everything that was happening. And everything that happened, you felt like it's worth mentioning because it was really cool. But just, yeah, like double... Double arm bars to two people at the same Crazy. time. Crazy kickoff DDTs from Johnny. Super kicks all round. We get all these crazy submission holds as well. Cross comes back and does this like choke bomb onto Johnny, onto the apron, which looks nasty. And then an F5 like spinning tornado thing from Cross, which looked nuts. Johnny comes in with a like some offense hitting like a tope DDT onto Pete Dunn. And then it's only Cole and Gargano in the middle of the ring. So we will always have New York as they, these two go at it and they're recreating the segments from their moments they've yeah, done before. But yeah. this time they know which move, like they, they he, Cole knows what he's doing and he, so they're countering each s series of the segments. I thought this was really nice. They go back and forth. There's a Panama City that's countered. So the Canadian Destroyers countered from Gargano. 
who then hits him, no, not with a thigh slap, because that's not allowed, but Johnny hits Cole with a bastard driver. Jesus. Yeah, wasn't expecting this. What the hell? So he crushes him with Have that. Have you seen Johnny do this? No, this is nuts. There's then an, a, a pump kick. Cole gets up somehow. There's a pump kick, poison rana combo. This is where, again, all four, they lay cross out again. And it's all four of these guys just doing all the work here in this match. Just incredible. Uh, you kind of didn't need, this made me go, ah, I like cross a little bit, but didn't need him because these guys were killing it. I The crowd... You know, it's it's weird because we haven't had crowds in wrestling, but they're chanting "fight forever," and it's the first time I didn't go. Ah, you don't need to keep doing yeah. that. But it was like, yeah, I, kind of, I was yeah. like, yeah, I kind of would because they they kind of were. They were just nonstop going back and forth. Kyle is in. He hits the lunatic lariat. This is when Karrion Cross does his Brock Lesnar suplex city spot. Germans on everyone, but then the other guy, all the other guys, get Cross on the outside and put him through the table again. So now all four are wrestling again. <laughs> Have I said that already? That, have I said that they took Cross out of the match <laughs> and then wrestled without him? Because they've done that three times. All right. So they continue here. There's insanity. There's the Sushi Garoshi, which I love. The suplex lift into the Ushi Garoshi. I call it the Sushi Garoshi. Looks amazing. Kyle O'Reilly dies, but it's broken up here. There's then double kickouts. There's a double Gargano escape. There's slingshots. There's the Panama City Sunrise, the Canadian Destroyer. There's Brain Busters. But Karrion Cross gets up. Not just a brain buster, a brain buster from Plea on the floor. This, there was so much shit in this. Like, like everyone's, crazy. Yeah, everyone's killing everyone. But then you get the visual of Cross rising from the dead or around the commentary table. And he kind of goes like, uh-uh-uh. He fights with Pete Dunne. Now, the story of Pete Dunne here is that he says he's the baddest motherfucker in NXT. And here he proves it to me because he's going up with Karrion Cross, who's the, supposed to be the champ, supposed to be the scary gladiator guy. And Pete is just washing him here. Pete is embarrassing him. In fact, hits him with the bitter end, which, again, he's a big dude. Pete Dunne crushes him with this, but it's broken up last minute here. Uh, Cole goes to grab, like, Pete's dick, essentially. He goes to low blow him, like, to go to grab him low like Ric Flair. But Pete grabs his fingers and goes, fuck you, and snaps the fingers, and he's killing it. But while this is happening, Cross... Doomsdays both of them at the same time and then gets the cross jacket on Pete, but he grabs the fingers and goes, breaks them again. Um, there's then, I think it's the Johnny who comes in with the final beat onto Pete, just sending him flying, bouncing around from the DDT. Johnny's now put in the cross jacket, but while this is locked in, it's Cole who hits the last shot to cross. There's then the accent smash from Kyle. It's chaos, insanity, raining cats and dogs, living together, all that shit. There's then a last shot, then a heel hook. The cross jacket's locked in on Kyle, while mm. Kyle has the heel hook, the knee bar on Cole. Cross doesn't let go of the sleeper, so Kyle starts to fade. Let's go of Cole, who's just about to tap out. Therefore, the ref sees Kyle's knocked asleep from this cross jacket, rings the bell, Karrion Cross retains the NXT Championship after a, uh, what did you say, a fantastic five-way. A fantastic five-way, yeah. Uh, easily, hands down, match of the night. Uh, for me, this is one of the first matches from these takeovers uh, during this quieter time, not full arenas, where this felt like a proper takeover match right. for me. 
Um, I felt a lot of the big kind of epic main events in the last few takeovers have felt very, very produced. Um, this felt like that organic excitement I've, I got from NXT in the past. Um, I actually loved, the, I know as we were doing the watch along and I can see in the comments on Twitch right now, people are calling it like, it's a fatal four-way featuring Karrion Cross, <laughs> And someone else says it's a spot fest just to make Cross. And I can see those, I can absolutely see those complaints. But for me, I actually really liked the pacing of it. And I thought Cross did hold his own. He's not, he's not the style of wrestler as the other four. And you know, if, if you've listened to Up Next before, I'm not a fan of Karrion Cross's ring work. Um, but I actually liked the rhythm of this match where you'd have these crazy moments all the four of them doing their stuff and then cross would come in with the big suplexes and and just would change the flow of the match for me and i also liked it wasn't just cross having these moments of dominance everyone in this match pete had a moment where he just took out everyone johnny had a moment where he kind of had his power up and took out everyone kyle had his moment everyone had their part in the match where they were the dominant force um I, 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 as I said, it felt like PWG shit at times. It, it was really, really entertaining and one of the best matches I've seen for a while. Uh, one of the best matches this year for sure uh, in in wrestling, definitely. Yeah. I, I was really sucked into it. Um, I know I'm I, I give Karrion Cross a hard time, but you're right. It, but it did feel like the Brock Lesnar spots. It, it was. It, it absolutely was. That fatal four way at SummerSlam with with. Uh, Braun Joe, Strowman, Braun. yeah, where it's like, it's the same kind Brock of thing. stretch it out and then comes in and Yeah, wins. it's literally the it, same it thing. It absolutely is that formula. I, I can't say, I, I love this match and uh, I I do, can, I can see the criticisms where it's like, yeah, all four of these guys were the, the highlights of this match. Everything involving the four of them were great. The stuff that wasn't that great maybe was with Karrion Cross. But in the end, I got so heated. I didn't think he was bad. At I all. didn't think he was bad. Don't get me wrong. He just like there was there is a definite like there's a definite of those four when they were doing stuff, yeah. and then when he was doing stuff, like he definitely this is technically one of his best matches, probably his best. Match. I will say the fact I'm watching this match and wanted anyone to win but him. That's exactly it's always it, yeah. a good stake to have on a match for yeah. me. And as as great as a fatal four way would have been with these four. I wouldn't have really cared yeah. who won. Whereas the fact I really didn't want Cross to win got me sucked into those near falls. And sure, Cross did win and I was disappointed because I think this is a good time to just... A good excuse to get the title off him because he doesn't yeah. need to be pinned. And they seem to be going for that dominant Brock Lesnar run. This made me feel... like a few years ago, uh, we went to TakeOver New York and that TakeOver, I think, is one of the best shows, like full stop. And I feel like... That era had all these guys doing that. You mentioned the PWG style, like not so much spot fest, but there's method to the madness, right? Mm. Like when these guys definitely like work and put the work in to go over these matches and, and the little things sprinkled throughout it. When it came to those four during this match, like it was so crazy. They're like stuff they were doing, the counters and the holds. Like, how do you do that? And it and it makes sense because they've worked with each other so much. Yeah. We had the Johnny Cole feud we've had the Kyle Cole feud we've had the Dunn Cole feud like they've all had their and their then carrying cross <laughs> and then cross that's what I mean I just uh, I was like ah this would have definitely been a good time but I I, I will say wrestling also they, they do want to make you go ah I wanted I didn't want you to win I find it interesting that Kyle was the one who lost the match 
because he's the one that I still feel is he's Johnny Gargano of a few years ago where you know he's going to get that crowning moment at Mm -hmm. one point but you would have thought you look at this lineup and where Johnny's positioned right now he'd have been the one to take the pin for me this I found Kyle passing out I think it maybe gives Cole more fire because I felt him and Cross have probably had the the biggest beef out of the five of them. Yeah. You know, so maybe we go Cole Cross for a Great American Bash or something but like that. But then wouldn't you have just made him lose it here? I feel like, I don't know. I, I feel like that is the direction you should go. I, I think we were on the same page predicting that Cole would win because it easily sets up Kyle Cole, main mm. event, take over SummerSlam. If they do this, we're, pre- we're saying that they might do it. But then Cross retains, so it's like, okay, they've announced Great American Bash. Do they go with Cole versus Cross, Kyle versus Cross? Either way, I, I, I still think Cross should lose the title to Cole, set up Kyle and Cole, and Cross goes off to Raw. And, and Cross was not bad in this. In fact, if Cross shows up on Raw, he'd probably actually reinvent, do what they did with Cross, but do it to Raw. Go in, beat the shit out of some people, win the title, go forward. You know what you do is you have, uh, Cole versus Cross and then Kyle runs out and tries to take out Cole but accidentally takes out Cross and then Cole wins the championship right and then Cole and Kyle feud and then at a takeover in a two out three falls match right. Kyle finally wins the championship but at the next takeover Cole wins it back and then eventually uh Kyle uh takes out Alistair Black right and then yeah you're, you're saying the Alistair Black story yeah <laughs> So it was and Alistair then it ends Bla- up with Carrying uh, Cross being fired and on Twitch saying how much Vince McMahon <laughs> likes him. Yeah, exactly. It. So how how did that work? It was it was Champa who lost. Sorry, it was Alistair who lost it to Champa somehow because of Alistair inter- lost it to Champa because of Gargano. Gargano tried to ha- tried to fuck over Champa, thus costing him, exactly. and then that like broke exactly. his own heart. And then yeah. And then so what I'm saying is Cross is getting taken out in the full cell parking lot. I think Eventually. Cross should accidentally get taken out by Kyle, therefore sets... Yeah, fuck, just do that know. story again. It I don't a know. Good one. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Fuck, sure. Uh, all I know is this This match definitely saved this show for me. I, I definitely didn't get the, the takeover excitement, that feeling that you go every match that goes, oh, that was something mm. you want to talk about with your friends or, or whatever tomorrow because it was so good. It didn't get that till the main event. And the main event obviously had a lot of time, but it didn't... It didn't feel that way until that main event. And I, I, again, I'm, I'll admit I'm a Johnny Gargano fanboy, but Johnny Takeover, they, they put him in this match. to he always delivers. Yeah, like they put these guys in this match because they go, you four are great and you are all going to do the work and get this champion over because, damn it, we need it to be that way. So they went out and went to work. Yeah, absolutely. I, I enjoyed the show. I think if you're... It's hard when you're grading it against other takeovers because especially the arena era. Of course. Um, come on. There were so many great, great takeovers top to bottom. But I really enjoyed the uh, I really enjoyed the six man. And uh, I the rest was fine. It felt like a TV themed show. You know, it felt like maybe what a great American bash is going to be when you have your your big Tuesday night take uh, like Tuesday night special event. Yeah. NXT. But uh, the main event felt like TakeOver. For yeah, me. the main and event for sure. that made it a really worthwhile show. And, well, I guess there's one more thing we should talk about. 
That's right. I mean, that was the main event and that was the hoopla. And I definitely say, hey, go check out that match if you're someone who doesn't, because obviously you could hear we were super hyped up about it. All these guys delivered in it and carrying cross. But it goes to Mackenzie Mitchell trying to get a word in with general manager William Regal. And she's like, hey, uh, I know the show is just ending, but I just want some of your thoughts on this pay-per-view tonight. And he goes... It's been seven years since I've been GM, and uh, I've never seen such bedlam. It's complete madness, and I think it's time for a change. And he walks off into the CWC parking lot, the NXT parking lot, mm. into the distance, into the, into the sunset. You could see he'd been crying. He had tears down each cheek. Um, cross retained, but... You know, I'd normally be kind of a bit mad with this being the finish of a show and the mm. focus being on a GM, but I think Regal absolutely deserves that. I think he's he's been one of the best GMs in wrestling we've ever had, and he has been NXT, and he's such a good actor, and he, he works with all these guys and has had so many great moments on this show, and if this is the time to start writing him out, I, I'm not mad that this finished the show, but it bummed me out. I love Regal. Ah. And this made me really sad. So, yeah, they said uh, they've tweeted that this week on NXT on Tuesday that uh, William Regal has an announcement and it's, quote, looking to bring a change to NXT. You know what I'm guessing? GM Joe. GM Joe? GM Joe. Get the Joe. fuck out of here with that. No. Samoa Joe is going to be the new... How can he be a GM? He's training for his stadium match with CM Punk. Not happening. Yeah, He's going to be the no. GM. You're, and you're, then you're going to get Joe Gargano eventually down the line. Joe Gargano? No. You don't no. want to see Samoa Joe Gargano? You know it would be more interesting? Let's take that scenario you just said, but replace Joe with these rumors about Joe showing up in NXT to be GM. If you want someone to be GM and then eventually fight Johnny Gargano, well, I guess it should be Shawn Michaels, who Johnny dressed up like. <laughs> Shawn's and- not going to wrestle again. Come on, Joe still wants to wrestle, and he wasn't in NXT with this crop. Uh-huh. I think, like, if the rumors are true, I think you could have a GM run leading to some matches with the likes of Cole. The likes of Johnny, the likes of that's, Kyle. That's so anticlimactic. Guys, Joe's coming back to NXT. Oh shit, who's he gonna face? Everyone. He's the GM. No, who cares? That sucks. You don't wanna see some other Put Joe a poncho on too while you're at it. Nah, that sucks. That sucks. That's, that's lame. You'd rather him on AEW being introduced by Vicky? I'd rather him <laughs> take a breather, chill the fuck out. You've gotten, you got, you got pr- probably paid pretty good for the past little while. Chill out, plan out what you're going to do and do it. That's what Moxley did. That's what these guys do now. Don't come back as a GM. That's so. I lame. wouldn't mind an NXT run for Joe. What, like, what even, what even is GMs in, in wrestling? Regal is fantastic in NXT because yeah. he's usually pretty like fair and he keeps the character that he's been for a very long time. And, and he's an entertaining character in the world of wrestling. He says he's been GM for seven years. Yeah. That's crazy. We obviously, we, we do a we're up next we cover nxt but we do a show called was next where we started watching nxt from the very beginning we've been going through right now we're in 2013 and the literal storyline that we've been like raving about is william regal and this beef with cassius ono where william regal wasn't even the gm yet he was the commentator Mm. so like he's been here for so long and i bet he'll go off on it in his promo on on tuesday but yeah i i feel like Shawn michaels is the gm of NXT, 100%. Shawn Michaels isn't even the GM, and he came out like a month ago and was like, hey guys, you're having a fucking ladder match because I'm Shawn Michaels. He's the GM. Yeah, but 
Ted DiBiase did exactly the same. No, Ted DiBiase was like, hey, I'm I'm Ted DiBiase and I'm buying this house and I'm buying this thing. And K- K- Ted had to like grill him on like, yo, I being a dick. And then he's like, hey, I put in this time. That still doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> I don't like GMs in wrestling anyways. But William Regal is someone I go, it makes sense. Like every time he's yeah. involved, it drives the story properly. Like when you think of GMs in, in wrestling, the reason maybe you hate it is because like your Stephanie McMahon's in the triple. Like that whole era, I feel for swear to God, for like 10 years, it was like 30 minutes of Raw starting to be like, we're going to get better. Things are going to be great, yeah. but we're heel GMs. And this is like, nah, like Regal like drives the, the, the well, story. That, yeah. I mean, that's why I think. That's why I think Joe, I think right. he showed those qualities on commentary. And I think he can be that sort of firm, fair, intimidating authority figure like Regal has been. Maybe and he, then maybe he doesn't want to wrestle. And then know. eventually do like a Cassius Ono angle. Right. You know, that's what I'm kind of saying and have for like special moments. But I think he'll have a similar voice to Regal, which I like for NXT. I don't want a Stephanie McMahon or a Vicky Guerrero or that style. Yeah, none of that. I just, and I feel like... Sean, I feel... Sean, to me, is too jeans and cap Sean. He's too retired. He's too out of it now, where yeah. I don't really want to see Sean Michaels on TV. I, I can't say I want... Like, hey, maybe... You know, I don't know this guy. I don't know Joe. He could be like, I'm done wrestling. I don't mm. ever want to wrestle. I just want to do this kind of stuff or commentary or stuff like that. The fan, wrestling fan in me says, New Japan, call him and book Tomohiro Ishii versus Samoa Joe. Tokyo Dome, fucking right now. Book it. No? Okay, call up Punk. You guys should be working on something. Because, th- like, there's money mm. on tables. Not one table. There's so much money. And it ain't him being GM in NXT. You could be absolutely right. And he could show up on Tuesday. He could show up in the next few weeks. Just as a fan, I'm like, all right, cool. I love Joe. Don't mm. get me wrong. Doesn't really, like, doesn't make me go better watch TakeOver to see Joe tell me what's going to happen. Like, that's just such a, so lame. Like, it's so like, Joe, I want to see you kill people. I want to see you throw people on their head. I want Joe versus Karrion Cross. That's what I want. Fuck, don't be GM. That, that's <laughs> terrible. I hate that. Uh, overall, this show, for me, it, it was a TakeOver. It didn't live up to the hype of most TakeOvers because, again, we are jaded wrestling fans. But that main event was awesome. I agree. 100%. Let's go to the phone lines. Um, I know we've actually got, we mentioned Darren uh, was at the show. Yeah. And uh, Magan, I know you're waiting. We will get to you. But I think because uh, Darren was there as, as a live yeah, viewer, I'd sure. like to go to him first. So uh, Darren, uh, can you, uh, are you there? It says you're connecting to audio. Well, if he's connected. Maybe let's go to, maybe let's go to Magan then first. Magan, do you want to unmute yourself? Regal leaving NXT is going to feel so different because, like, unlike Adam Pearce and Sonya Deville wrestling for control every week on Raw and SmackDown, Regal steps in when it's necessary, and he and he tries to keep and he keeps everything moving. And it's going to feel so different hearing another GM say War Games instead of him because then we can do like him. <laughs> yeah. Samoa Joe saying War Games, he, he could oh, do it. Say, you see, you see, he could do it. He could. That now, Maybe. if we're just looking at just okay, what do you the qualifications for the job is? You need to know how to say War Games exactly. in a very scary manner. Exactly. And like all these guys can't do it. Can Sean? I don't know. I'm, I'm so. I'm just thinking of that photo I saw of Sean the other day. <laughs> it's great. It's my new wallpaper. I, I do not want to see him. My favorite thing is sending that picture of Shawn Michaels today to people who don't even know who he is because <laughs> they're like, "Who is this person? Did you take this picture?" Sorry, man. Sorry, man. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. I didn't want, I didn't want to cut in. Anyway, no, 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 no. My overall thoughts about t- in your house in your house was 
compared to like you know past compared to like you know takeovers this year, I mean it was it's not it's not the worst, but it's certainly not the strongest either. I mean it was definitely I mean what I got was pretty good, and I was very glad that I didn't that Sportsnet didn't like you know air commercial breaks during it. Sorry, so, so Megan, Megan, so this aired in Canada on TV for free. That's right. Yeah, that's I'm crazy. Surprised too. I was surprised too. I thought I was gonna like you know, have to like you know use my use my computer for this one, but I'm, I'm glad I didn't need it. Anyway, um, the main event was, the main event was certainly stellar. I mean, Adam, Kyle, Johnny, and Pete worked very very hard, and, mm. and I know a lot of people aren't hot on Karrion Cross, but I feel like I feel like that match really 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 booked around really like hit a lot of his weaknesses, and he only came and he only came in when it was when he only came in when it was needed. Like small, like you know, smaller doses would definitely work in this you know multi-man setup. And of course, some of the sequences in this in this match were insane, especially with the, especially with that spot where uh, I think it was, it was a pump kick. Adam hit a pump kick, and then Johnny did a poison rana. That was unbelievable. And uh, yeah, yeah, th- that was crazy. And a lot of the spots from, especially when like you know, I feel like everybody, everyone in that match got a chance to shine. I mean. Everyone in that match got a chance to shine, but I feel like you know it was a curious choice having Kyle be the one to like you know take the fall. I mean, he didn't tap out because so he was protected to some extent. So I feel like, I feel like you know I think they need to take takeover to Vegas because I feel like this crowd really like wasn't really hot enough, you know, especially especially during the beginning of the show. And I feel like some of the matches on this on the show felt like they could have been on on the weekly TV. I mean, Zaya Lee and Mercedes Martinez especially should, should have been on a. Should have been mm. a TV match, you know, but you know, oh, other than that, other than that, other than the main event, Cameron Grimes, Cameron Grimes broke out tonight. He, you he like that out. match? Yeah, he you like the ladder out. match? Yeah, I mean, Cameron Grimes broke out. I mean, he 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 he's become he's become a guy to to get by. And I'm I'm glad he I'm, I'm very glad he's going to be a baby face going forward. I mean, it, like it would have been easy to like you know give him the million dollar championship. But what would that but what would that do for him? It was definitely the right move to give Ellie Knight that title. Yeah, true, yeah, true. yeah. You're you're making sense. Like you can't you can't give it to Cameron Grimes because it's like yeah, he's he's kind of the good guy now. He's but. definitely someone. Once we get a full arena for an NXT takeover, I think the crowd are going to be so so loud for him. It's it's definitely yeah. going to be interesting. Be we haven't really seen what that's going to be like. That and they fired the guy who does his theme song. Yeah, so they can't even. Oh, well, he's it. made it now. Yeah. Thank you, Megan. Thanks for calling in, man. Yeah. Yeah, See you, man. Thank cheers, you. man. Yeah, I mean, I guess Megan's kind of on the same page where he's like, yeah, that main event definitely delivered and it made sense. But clearly, Megan loves Cameron Grimes. Cameron Grimes is over. Now. He is. Yeah. Uh, do we have anyone else who's called in? Uh, Darren, are you there? Yeah, I'm. I'm here. Can you guys hear me? Are we you? Can, in, yeah. Are you in the CWC? No, no. I just made it home. I only live like an hour from there, so luckily they okay. got us out of there pretty quick. And there's not much else to do over there. How how was it, Darren? How was your journey through the full sale parking lot? Oh, the full sale parking lot. <laughs> my my feet are still wet. I'll put it that way. Like literally, they had us lining up. You've been in to blood, sale, right? <laughs> You've been to full sale, and they make you line up around the building. Well, yeah, we, yeah. We yeah. had to, the, the the CWC is like literally like in a business park or something. So there's no parking there. And I guess from some people I was talking to, they they, they allowed people oh. to come park over there. Like the first you know time they 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 allowed fans back and people are parking all the streets. And I guess that, that didn't fly. So now they're making everybody park at full sale and they had to be like coach buses. They were bringing us over, but of course we That's started so lining funny. up and it poured. It was like oh. downpour thunderstorms oh. and they're taking their sweet time checking everybody in. And 
it's basically standing outside in, in, an hour in the rain with most people, yeah. you know, so that was fun. So I, I guess that's how they get you to buy a shirt. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> which one did you get Darren? And I got a Finn Balor shirt. Uh, he wasn't even have... on the show. <laughs> I, I know, but I didn't like any other shirt. I, I would have bought a Kyle O'Reilly shirt if it didn't have like an X-ray of a foot or something. I don't know what that was <laughs> even Kyle didn't wear his new shirt yeah. today. You want no effect? Yeah, shirt he instead. didn't. Uh, and they, well, they didn't even sell the Hit Row shirts that they were plugging on the pay-per-view. Oh, so, uh, the new because they're sold out, Darren. That's why you were too late. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Uh, what was your like? Yeah. So anyway, yeah, that was a bit of a debacle before we even got there. But anyhow, once we got there. It was all right. They, you know, they, they didn't do any COVID testing, nothing like that. They did ask me a bunch of times. They're not selling tickets to this, right? So they, every week they email me and because I bought tickets before and they're like, oh, if you go at noon on Wednesday, you can, I guess basically you just have to click on a link and then fill out like some info. And then if they write you back and say, hey, you got a ticket. Nice. Great. And then you have to respond and say, hey, I haven't touched anybody that has COVID or all that stuff. So I, I've been doing that to try to go to, you know, regular NXT, but. I haven't got any, you know, like basically responses back because they must pull it up. But I think they had more. This is from people saying they had more people there. And you could tell because you notice most of the screens were missing that they've been having at the CWC. And that's because they, they changed it up and had more. Yeah. People how many there. people so, would you say were there? So I, they're not charging for tickets. It was free. I don't it was, you know, it's worth my money. But um, there's probably about 200, maybe two, 200, 250. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. hard to gauge because like, these rows are kind of separated and, and they didn't have anybody on the hard camera okay. side so it was only basically what you saw opposite hard camera and i was sitting to the right of the hard camera across from the the entrance and that was it so what about uh like for as because you 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 know it, they're just letting different people in and i know over television and th- through the pandemic it's like they have a lot of people that are like fake crowd and cheering for certain people or stack noise and stuff like that when it came to people cheering or booing for people when did it it seemed a little, you know, it, it definitely had the hardcore people there, you know, the ones that are like, will yell out troll comments and yeah. and whatnot, the, the typical full sale crowd, right? But then there was like some families there with little kids and it was a, a mishmash of people, but you got to be hardcore enough if you're checking your email and clicking and like literally I had to go on there and like the, the minute I got that email, I had to sign up because there's only so many spots. But but you could see, I mean, there, there were some regulars there because I, I, I've been there enough that I know... Uh, Izzy's mom, person know her, but I know what she looks like. Yeah. So her and and Izzy wasn't even there. She probably has grown out of this and and hates. She's in Jacksonville now. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, so she wasn't even there, but the mom and dad were there, and I don't maybe another one of her siblings or something. But they were like three rows in front of me, so it had some of the hardcores. But I don't know if it's if it, something's not jiving or they just people wanted to cheer certain people because they they weren't cheering the right people. In some capacity, like they, it was audible MSK booze. Like people did not like MSK. Oh, I, I like interesting, MSK. but weird. And there were, and I think there was like a decent amount of like Latino people there because they were cheering all the Del Fantasma. They were cheering for Raquel Gonzalez a oh, lot. Yeah. Like, okay, and it's Sweet. not the right people they want you to be cheering for. Not great. Bad guys. Like Amber Moon fan, but, uh, um, more importantly, what was the 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 pop for Zia Lee? Oh, that whole thing was no. <laughs> I'll ask you, Jack. I think people. I, actually, there was a bit of a pop for the, for the, uh, the, the, the machete dance or whatever that was. But mm. yeah, big pop <laughs> for the sword, obviously. People didn't like that, but then they're like, "What is this?" And and that match was a little sloppy. And I just feel bad for Mercedes because you know I, 
yeah, that match shouldn't have been on the takeover, basically. Uh, yeah, I think that a lot of people are maybe saying that. Uh, but obviously, the match of the night was the main event. I'm going to assume, obviously, for you. What were some thoughts on that live? Yeah, I mean, I th- I think the, the some of the biggest pops was Cameron Grimes. They The crowd loved him. They were yelling the... Let's get grimy. They were they were all about Cameron Grimes. So he if he's not a face, he is now. Which I mean, the, you know, LA Knight. Yeah, the right person won the match, but I don't. You know, that wasn't clearly whatever. Cameron Grimes is over. We're missing the point on. Cameron and actually, Grimes. Bronson Reed yeah, broke over. out tonight. Like everybody Fuck. was everybody's fired up about Bronson Reed destroying everybody and crushing people. Yeah, um, they didn't like MSK, but they liked it. You know, Bronson but, Reed and that. But the, the the main event, everybody hated Cross. And there was audible, like, the, I mean, you could probably hear the Johnny wrestling, like, and then even, even the little, like the, the stage hands on the side were trying to get the crowd fired up at times because they were just either paying attention or they're kind of dead. So, yeah. you know, every, no matter what they were chanting, they were trying to get everybody to keep clapping and, and cheering, whatever. So I, I think the crowd was more Johnny wrestling, but they, they were confused because Kyle O'Reilly's too he didn't wear his jean jacket, but you know he's too meh. <laughs> he's the only face in the match. He's still so working like, on yeah. it. Yeah, he was the only face in the Pretty match. Much. Realistically, yeah. that's wild. So Cross, no one wanted him. So everybody was, I think, more engaged when he was. He got thrown into a cardboard door and was dead for ten minutes. But <laughs> you know, ten people, all the four guys couldn't attack him and knock him down. But you know, the the paper door uh, did the job. But Johnny headband so, is yeah, over. I mean, everybody's popping for the right things in the in the in the end match, but. Cross was just like took yeah. all the you know every all these great you know chain moves and everything, and then he comes in there and just destroys everybody. <laughs> I'm like, oh, Brock Lesnar, uh, but you know, overall, over again in the Royal Rumble, Darren. Overall, you had a fun night though. Yeah, it was cool. I mean, it was cool, especially with the you know the in your house set, and they they tried to do a little retro stuff, and yeah, you know it it's cool again to be around people and. Actually, like I don't think they were pumping in any noise. They weren't in the arena. I don't think they were on your broadcast. I, I no. didn't watch it. No, I, I don't it didn't, think so. I don't, you know, possibly, maybe, but uh, we were also doing a watch along. We were watching with one headphone in. Yeah, chatting to the Twitch. And I stuff, tried but, to. I was yeah. jumping in and out of that, but I couldn't really hear that well. You're a legend. Course, jumping yeah. on the Twitch chat while at the show, just like I'm at Mania. You were yeah. a thunderstorm. Well, I got earbuds. Uh, supervisor. I, I can, I can yeah. listen in one ear and like still hear, so I don't have to. You legend, Darren. You're the man. Hey, I'm, thank you I'm so much. It, you you were in the Facebook group letting people know you were there. You were posting pictures and stuff and updating yeah. and, uh, and so, for I mean, calling in cool. here. You know, it's, it's it's good to have fans back again. It's just that show could have been better. And and the problem is that USA, you know, it's, it's basically having NXT in USA. You know, before it used to be jobber match. So you'd be so hungry for these matches every few months for these takeovers. Yeah. Now it's mm. like a tornado tag should be on the takeover, not on yeah. On next Wednesday. So that's exactly what I was saying. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Uh, hey, thank you so much, Darren. All right. Take care, guys. Have yourself a good one. And, and yeah, we'll, great to hear from you. Yeah. We would love to hear some updates whenever you decide to go to another show. Why don't yeah. you go to Jacksonville? Uh, I, I'm, I live like an hour from Orlando. So Jacksonville is like two and a half, right, three hours. Right. So I was thinking about trying okay, to go to Saturday you. night one in a couple of weeks, but I think I got something going on that Saturday. Otherwise, yeah. but we'll see. I'll, maybe I'll get up there from yeah. Screw wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> Too much wrestling, Darren. Too much yeah. wrestling. Thank you so All much, right, yeah, brother. Good, take care, guys. Good talking to you. Take care. Thank take you. care. And finally, and finally, <laughs> we have uh, we have some feedback on our Facebook group. Please go ahead and join our Facebook group. Up next podcast on Facebook, and we post all our feedback threads for NXT on Tuesdays on there, and we love to hear from you. So we're going to start off with Sean McTeer, who says. 
Pretty enjoyable show. Great opening six-man match, main event with everyone getting a chance to shine, and a promising cliffhanger ending. Good women's title match, nice old-school ladder match, though the ending won't be popular. Not sure why Zaya and Mercedes were on this show. Anyway, not the best takeover ever, but very entertaining nonetheless. Now, Triple H, please get these takeovers out of the CWC, but keep the 300 fans for the weekly show. Takeovers should feel special, and NXT has done a good job with that for the most part during the pandemic, but the time has come to get back to the way things were. And we go to Frank, Fire Frank. He says, it's in true in-your-house fashion, we had a tight opener, some varying degrees of mid-card stuff, and a killer main event. I thought Grimes and Knight had a much better match than we expected, and they worked really hard. Definitely seems to solidify Grimes becoming a fan favorite, and Knight is a better fit with DiBiase. Anyways, Ember had her best singles match since her comeback, in my opinion, and made Raquel look even stronger. Definitely not one of the stronger takeovers, but the match that delivered did, so I can give this can't give this a thumbs down. Really interested to see where we are going forwards with when a SummerSlam week takeover should happen after the Bash special. Regal has me intrigued. Pour one out for Mercedes, I guess. Vapes out for May. Shout out Zaya Sword. See you Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> he thinks he thinks uh, Mercedes is leaving to go to Raw to be even Marie's heavy. Yeah, obviously that's that's the rumor. Yeah. yeah. Uh, taken out by the fence, whereas we'll probably see Santos on Tuesday. We, so. Eva, uh, listen, I'll be your heavy. I'll beat up all these wrestlers. The only thing is when I get choked out like that, I'm, it's my weakness. Yeah, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. We go to Dave Parker, who says, pretty sure Bronson committed a murder in that opener. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm going to go down yeah. to Dylan as well. Dylan Grayson, who says, Not sure if I'm late to the party, but overall a lackluster takeover. Still a great show, just didn't feel like takeover level to me. Opener and main event were great. Women's title match was solid. Grimes had the crowd, but the ladder match underdelivered. Mercedes versus Zaya not being a quick squash match was a bad move that killed the crowd. Ending on that cryptic regal segment was an odd choice too. This felt more like New Year's Evil than takeover. Yeah, I can see what he, mean, what he means with that. Corey, I'll end with this last bit of feedback here. Pretty okay takeover. Worst match was the NXT women's title match, with the latter match being a close second. The best was the six-man tag. I hope Regal doesn't retire. That being said, watching Braun torch all of his bridges to the company and potentially towards AEW due to the cold reception the NXT titles match got online most notably Raquel, is definitely not something I expected tonight when browsing Twitter. I, I was not sure about that. I did, I've not I, heard of this. I love, I love tweeting uh, during shows and stuff like that. And I saw Braun tweeting, but I wasn't sure what he was talking about. So that kind of might fill in the blanks. He was talking about keep my name out of your mouth or some, something. I don't know. Maybe people were shitting on that match. I didn't have any issue with that match, actually. Um but, yeah, I believe Braun and Raquel may or may not be an item, and that's something potentially why uh, oh, okay. maybe people were, were criticizing, and he, I guess, was watching at home, doesn't have a job now, and decided to go on Twitter, Twitter fingers as well. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. It seems like a lot of wrestlers tweet and then delete and then apologize for things. Aren't these people supposed to be, like, friends? And all, like, co-workers. I know people don't... Everyone doesn't get along, but everyone's so mean to each other. I mean, they're getting hit in the head for a living, so... I guess. <laughs> I guess. But even the commentators. Like, what's Greg Hamilton going off on people for? Like, shut up, dude. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah, be nice to people. As I do a whole podcast shitting on a pay-per-view that we paid for. Uh, so, yeah, that was to any our house takeover. No, overall, I didn't quite get the takeover level feel, Davey. But we, like we said, that main event brought it, so... 
we can't be mad. Essentially. I, yeah, that main event was one of my favorite takeover matches since this whole era. So a thumbs up from me, actually. I, I finally got that buzz, which I've been lacking from these takeovers. And yeah, the rest of the show was middle of the road, but I had an enjoyable evening tonight. So I had I'm, an I'm enjoyable not, evening. I had a lovely time, so <laughs> lovely. I'm not complaining. Uh, thank you guys for listening and supporting us here at Up Next. Again, we cover NXT every week. Tuesday night, we watch NXT and then we go live on Twitch to record the show, just like we're recording it right now. We do the same for BD Elite covering Dynamite, but that's kind of all over the place. But follow the stuff at Up Next Podcast on Twitter, Instagram for all the updates and all the hot takes and all that stuff. But we are proudly supported by Patreon. And if you liked what we hear, we have so many other shows. I mentioned we did a, a re- reviews from the six, we call it, where we went back and had a throwback Thursday review of In Your House 10 Mind Games from 1996. Shawn Michaels, Mankind, Undertaker, Goldust, Heart Foundation, Smoking Guns. Uh, Justin Hawk, Bradshaw. So much things. Uh, we also have retro NXT reviews where, like we mentioned, uh, we go through all the old NXT. Right now, we're in 2013. Biggie's our champ. Ono's feuding with Regal. So much going on. We also do a show called Best Match Ever where we talk about all sorts of things. We've covered certain stipulations, certain wrestlers, certain rivalries. And next week, we're talking about Best Match Ever, Jerry Lynn versus Rob Van Dam. She's going to be nuts. Yeah, all those ECW classics. And we might throw a bit of TNA in there as well. Uh, Really looking forward to going back and reliving that feud. We also have our show Up Yours, where we go to our world champion patrons to pick something, anything. doesn't have to be wrestling for us to review. Last week, we reviewed the film from 1992, Glengarry Glen Ross. To show you how crazy the Up Yours picks are, like this week we do Glengarry Glen Ross with world champ patron jose yeah he's like yeah i just like this movie i wanted to see you talk about alec baldwin and al pacino we're like cool so we did it and it was awesome but then the week before we were talking about shikara because world champ patron andrew's like i want you guys to talk about all these AEW stars from 2009 yeah (laughs) and then next week completely different end of the spectrum we're talking about bruce springsteen we're going to be reviewing a load of live bruce springsteen performances the only boss i listen to Bruce Springsteen. That's right. He's called the boss. Yes. I'm aware of that. All right. Yeah. (laughs) Only five bucks a month. North Americans here gets you all these shows and everything in the back catalog. All the was next, all the best matches ever, everything. Five bucks a month. North Americans here. That's how we pay the bills here. Absolutely. We are proudly supported by our patron. Thank you, people. Kind worlds. Apparently, the Twitch chat today was saying if we get some record where we get more world champ patrons... We are buying a hot tub. I, I think we need a lot more wealth. Yeah, I don't know. Before we get that. a hot tub. Yeah. But it's it's a nice it's a nice goal. We we might put it on our Patreon. Yeah, one day. Uh, but join us again on Tuesday where we'll be talking about NXT once again. Yes. And keep tuned with the socials for BD Elite as AEW jump all over the place at the yeah. moment. Yeah, follow that and follow myself, Braden Harrington, Twitter, Instagram at the Bray D. And I am at Davy Portman. Take care of yourselves. Be safe. Shout out the Fatal Five-Way. No, I'm just going to say shout out Johnny Gargano. Shout out Pete Dunne. Shout out Kyle O'Reilly. Shout out Adam Cole. All right. Shout out Karrion Cross. Oh, and Zaya gets me higher. You thought of that one yourself, did you? <laughs> Twitch.tv slash podcast. Ahoy!
Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-on bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIO, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams in all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio. one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIO. This holiday, whether you're making a Kroger Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Kroger has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Kroger, fresh for everyone.